Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Health Bite, our podcast created to provide you with small, actionable bites towards better mental, physical, and emotional well-being. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian Udim, and I'm so happy to be here with you this week. This podcast, our last podcast before the end of the year, I can't believe we're already at the end of the year, but of course we are. And it has been an interesting year. It continues to be interesting. I had intended to do a very different podcast this week on a holiday-related topic, but felt like I wanted to address the sentiment that is in the air. This past weekend, in fact, I was at a family event and had the opportunity to spend time with some friends and family that I hadn't seen in a while. And while everybody was happy to see each other and After the initial and very genuine exchange of love and smiles and affection, when we got to talking and to asking, how are you? Like, really, how are you? Not just the fleeting question, but the true question of how you're doing. The collective answer was, well, meh. Like, no one really wants to complain. I mean, we're all in it together in this very strange time, and yet no one wants to pretend. We're all over the fake and toxic positivity, and yet it is a festive time of year, a time of year that many of us spend with friends and family and in celebration, and if not that, at least some of us get some time off of work, uh, some time for ourselves, and if not that, at least things slow down a bit, somewhat. And so it is a festive uh, time of year. But while many of us had planned to resume our old holiday traditions after the pause that we've experienced over the last couple of years and had planned maybe vacations or outings to some degree, we have again been sort of sideswiped by coronavirus and pandemic news. And the latest is on the new variant Omicron which while thankfully is not seemingly as harmful as the Delta variant of coronavirus, it is more spreadable and we are being advised once again to use caution given the uncertainty around this new variant. More uncertainty, right? The last thing we wanna deal with right now. We just wanna all sit under the Christmas tree. Am I right? I mean. I'm Jewish and even I just want to sit under the Christmas tree and not deal with any of it anymore. And of course, this back and forth just adds to our sense of uncertainty and frustration over it all. And I think one of the biggest takeaways from these past two years is the realization that really there is so much that we cannot control, so much that is out of our control. But the truth is, this is nothing new. It has always been this way, of course whether we were willing to admit it or not, or willing to see it or not, that life really is not in our control. We try, we try to control our lives with planning and hard work and grit and consistency, but despite our best effort, life happens. And this is stressful. Our desire to control is a human desire. In fact, our desire to control is motivated by this fear of uncertainty. As humans, we have a need for certainty. That need is hardwired in our brain as an evolutionary trait. Uncertainty is perceived by our brains as a danger, as a threat to our survival, something similar to 
like a, an attack from predators. Therefore, uncertainty triggers the same stress response, the same sympathetic fight or flight response that a life-threatening event would. And control, on the other hand, gives us the notion that we can minimize this uncertainty. But of course, it is an illusion. Most of what we value, our health, our relationships, financial security, disease, natural disasters, economic downturn, world events, global pandemics, right, is subject to uncertainty. Even the most resourceful people among us deal with adversity and uncertainty and illness and loss of job and loss of income and death of loved ones and changes in work and changes in relationships. So uncertainty is and has been everywhere. And when we cannot meet this with acceptance, the result is a misplaced hunger, a, hungry, a hunger for something more. But there is an antidote to control, which is something that is called environmental mastery. So environmental mastery is a psychologic term, and it's been shown to be a key uh, domain of well-being. In fact, a psychologist by the name of Carol Riff did extensive research in happiness and well-being and found six factors or six domains of happiness, environmental mastery being one of them. The others, the other five included self-acceptance, positive interactions or relationships with others, a sense of autonomy in our thoughts, in our actions, in our work, a sense of purpose or pursuit of something meaningful in terms of, of goals and in life, and personal growth or development as people. And the last of the six domains is environmental mastery, which is defined as the degree to which we feel that we have the resources to regulate our environment or to cope with difficult circumstances. So it's not, it's not really control, it's mastery. It's the fortitude to meet whatever challenges come our way, knowing that we can endure, we can withstand unexpected circumstances, no matter how difficult they are. And inherent in environmental mastery is also a willingness to accept the outcome, even when, or especially when, it is not the outcome that we hope for. And so environmental mastery assumes a degree of surrender, that we can't control our lives and all circumstances, and accepting that our best laid plans can sometimes be circumvented. But here's the thing, when we accept what we can't control, it frees us up for that which we can control. And I think this is a really important point that should be repeated. So again, when we accept what we cannot control, it frees us up for that which we can control. Surrendering what we cannot control allows us to direct our attention towards what we can and what we choose to do, how we choose to live our lives. We have choice in how we treat ourselves. We have choice in how we care for our minds and our bodies. 
We have choice in how we nourish ourselves with food, sleep, leisure, how we choose or choose not to nourish ourselves with social media or news or screens or that which doesn't serve us. We have choice in how we treat the people in our lives and the people in our community. And we have a choice in how we respond to life's uncertain circumstances. And in the end, that choice is so much more powerful than the notion of control. So this, I promise, is not a push for toxic positivity. You can remain as meh as you desire, but it is a reminder of your power and your resilience. So stay resilient this holiday season. Find joy where it exists and allow yourself space where it does not. Be kind to yourself and be kind to those around you because certainly this is a collective experience, a global experience, and we can all use and appreciate each other's kindness. Finally, I wanted to end with a term I learned this week, which is JOMO as opposed to FOMO, fear of missing out. The alternate is JOMO, the joy of missing out by being content with not doing what the Joneses are doing, being content with staying in, disconnecting and spending some time in self-care. So I hope you find some time in the last two weeks of the year to engage in some deep wholehearted self-care. And to that end, I would love to offer you some resources. I've shared with you before the benefits of a writing practice, the benefits of journaling. And journaling has scientifically been proven in medical studies to improve mental, emotional, and physical health and well-being. It's actually been shown to reduce ruminations, anxiety, depression, has been shown to help us deal with difficult thoughts and emotions, and has even been shown to be helpful in some health parameters in individuals who are dealing with chronic disease. And so I engage in a writing practice regularly. I have since I was six years old. And knowing the benefits, I've created a 30-day journaling guide consisting of 30 days of writing prompts to help you cultivate a healthier connection with yourself, mind, and body. Specifically, this course I created to help you become aware of your thoughts, feelings, and habitual actions. It's created to offer a framework to address challenges and barriers to achieving our personal goals as a guide to help you set attainable goals and a roadmap on how to achieve them. And it contains writing practices to help you cultivate self-acceptance, self-compassion, and gratitude. Ultimately, it is a guide to help you identify the changes that can provide you more joy, meaning, and fulfillment in your life. And now through the end of this year, this course with its accompanying daily emails with messages from me, content and writing prompts will be delivered to your inbox with the purchase of my book, Hungry for More Stories and Science to Inspire Weight Loss from the Inside Out when purchased from my website, dradrianudine.com. So if you're interested now through the end of the year, this is a offering that I hope will support and nourish you as it has for me. Sending you lots and lots of love to all of you out there on this holiday season. Be safe, be well, 
And I look forward to seeing you again in the new year. Until then. <laughs>